how efficient is this? How is it? How do you design something nice within one hour? Oh! Yes. <laughs> one hour. I want to see the design, show it to me. Yeah, your bosses will tell you that. Then, what are the fastest methods can you do? Uh, so, it really uh, it challenges you. So, that's why when we tell students, okay, sketch it out, sketch it out. It's not for fun. <laughs> it's actually a method to just tell people, this is what I imagine. Imagine using SketchUp and you're okay if you're really good at SketchUp, good. Then you can come up with the fancy forms, you're good at Rhino, you're good at Revit. Yeah, and eventually when people want to see, okay, I want to see a master planning. You know how big is a master plan? Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. And when they ask you, how do you calculate density? <laughs> Each plot, there's a certain height you made, and they want to see how do you design Okay, and whatever you have learned, centric, okay, axis, all those, you have to apply. Uh, it's applied in the real world, I don't think you all realize it. I see, but since it's so important in the real world, why are we not taught to focus on that subject like we can do? That's the irony. I'm not, uh, I'm sure that most lectures actually highlight this. Uh, most lectures, they keep on stressing that what is the design principle? Design principles are the things that actually um, say, creates okay, a more uniform design to a certain extent. It's more uniform. Whether is it symmetrical or asymmetrical, yeah, it's more uniform, it's tied up. Okay? True principle. That's why if you see external gases, okay, the architects, right? They might not use that technology of what is the design principle, what is the concept, they don't use this. But through their own training in education, they actually kept that in the back of their mind. Uh, so they can see instantly and they can tell something is off in that drawing. They don't uh, they don't say it verbally, but they know. They realize that okay, this, something is off in the drawing. Meaning to say you can't just ignore aesthetic as well. You still need to take you yes. still need to use aesthetic and technical together, not right. focus on technical. So that's why it, it, how it ties back to each other, okay? From the beginning, even from the introduction up to now, right? Our conversation has uh, been touching uh, slightly on this topic, okay? Aesthetic versus technical. When we talk about technical, okay, for today, the aesthetic versus technical. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I will go slightly more of a different direction from this point on. Okay, when we say aesthetic, what is the definition? What do you understand? Looking, looking pretty. Visually uh, pleasing. Correct. To a certain degree, that is the correct definition. Okay. But what if I give you a quote saying that uh, beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder? I think everyone's familiar with that quote. <laughs> so can you tie it back to this? Thank you. Uh, this. See. This. So, why did I use that quote to uh, target this topic? It's mainly because, um, for me personally, I went through different design phases. You know, like some people go through the gothic stage, some people oh, go through okay, okay, yeah, yeah, those yeah. stages. Okay. Normally, architecture students will do the same thing. I'm not sure you realize. I mean, since we're learning, I, I, I suppose everyone's trying out new things because we're still at the learning stage and you don't really have. Style, unless you're so confident in yourself and you have a style. Yeah. 
So that's the beauty of academic. To me, you you change, you constantly change. You never get you. Was it? Eventually, that three years, you're finding out what is your so-called style. Okay. You won't know until towards the end. Even towards the end of degree, it never ends. For me, it changed when I was in studying my masters. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the changing point to me in my life. So, okay, uh, a bit of backstory. Let's say we talk about aesthetic and ethical. In my first year. We learned history. Okay. I'm sure that you all are familiar with history. History was history one and history two. Right? Yeah. History three as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so similar, very similar syllabus. So to us as well, we learned history. But our lecturers, very similar to these lecturers as well, they try to make it more fun. They, they don't. Yes, history is very factual, which is very true. But at the same time, that if they if you focus on certain movements, it became very interesting. Most of the movement did not really resonate with me, honestly speaking. Until when it came to the chapter of um, modernism, postmodernism, and also Mondrian movement. Mondrian, it was very interesting because why the principle itself was they used the three primary colors: blue, oh, red, oh, and yellow, yes. and black and white. Yeah, I remember. See, yeah. see, you all can remember it. Okay. It's very, it's very distinctive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very, very distinctive. Okay, and the reason why it made me very interested in the movement was how they use boxes. Very simple. Yeah, I was very intrigued by how complex can a box be. Okay, it's not just yes, we lecturers want to see cubes, correct? But when cubes interlock each other, when cubes rotate. Okay, when cubes do something, that is not a cube anymore. The complexity increases. So from that movement of history, then came another part of history where Peter Eisenman, another famous architect, yeah, uh, so doing the history coming back. So you don't need to resonate with every single architect. You might love Frank Lampard, you might love Yves Bouchier, you might love uh, Mice Vendor. Okay, because. Okay, la. <laughs> see, they have their own style, they have their own mindset. That makes them very prominent. Okay, but for me, I resonate more with Peter Eisenman. Although I don't understand his works up to now. But that is another story. Eisenman, if you look at his. the way he designed building, the way he expresses building, is more towards like cubes. How do you interlock it? Okay, go and go and search for his buildings. A few of his houses. He got a few. Is that sliding down the square, sliding down? Yes. And like everything is just movable and square. Correct. Rectangular. Correct. And he still maintained the Piet, uh, the Mondrian style of the colors. How did he? His entire house is just that that scheme of colors. What? Why am I thinking of like you know Kevin in the woods? You know when they go. Hello, <laughs> Jimmy. You know, it's all underground, all the monsters that come. I'm thinking of that. I don't know why. You can see just the beauty of, let's say, if you know to use words. Okay. I can say something. I'm talking about Mondrian movement. I'm talking about this, but you're thinking about something else. It's good. It's good. Okay. But eventually, when we talk, we have to clarify things. Same goes to tutorial session. Same goes to anything else. We need to be in the same topic. 
yeah, okay, that's very true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, again, when it comes to words, if I say apple, okay, I use this example quite often. If I say apple, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Red. Red is good. Red. So, um, if I say, bring me that apple, what do you understand? That statement. What apple? Which apple? Oh, the green apple so. But what if I tell you I want the apple phone? Oh. oh. <laughs> see? Okay. It's the I same see, thing. It's the same. Okay. Yeah. So the the issue is when you all talk to lecturers, bear that in mind. Okay. And lecturers, we might give you all what we understood. Okay. It's because of our training. Okay. We are taught by our lecturers. Okay. Imagine our lecturers taught us in certain manner. Then we teach you in our style of manner. Most important is if you don't understand, if let's say you're triggered with the cabin in the woods or something, mm-hmm. yeah, bring that out. If the lecturers are okay with it, yeah, then it becomes a topic of conversation that burns in your memory. Okay, then every time I talk about Bondrian or what? Oh, cabin in the woods. Yes. <laughs> so I think because it resonates with you personally, that's why it tends to like stick in your mind. So, because of that training, the following year, I think year 2, year 3, I experienced a different change, which my lecturer showed me technical drawings. So, when it came to all the orthographic drawings, right, then let me ask you all, do you all like manual drawings? Do you all appreciate manual drawings? For the, the array, personally, yep. if technical drawings are great, I really appreciate all. Organized it is, yeah. and it's it's not you want. I guess you understand it better, mm-hmm. seeing how organized it is. Personally, yeah, I do have slight appreciation to it. Slight. Okay. Yeah. So, autographic drawings or others, it can be in two different mediums, <coughs> and uh, manual mm-hmm. and digital. Mm-hmm. Which would you appreciate? Definitely <coughs> manual. So why is everyone doing digital? Just <laughs> 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 maybe digital is. Faster if you want like, a proper drawing then you can it faster. But if like you say SketchUp work, of course manual la. That's my point of view la. Because I, I prefer to do things in like computer because you don't need to buy paper if let's say you don't have and like everything is just there and like it's slightly more faster now. It, yeah, it's definitely way quicker yeah. than manual. Yeah, but just think when you all uh, think of it's way faster, the issue is when everything is a shortcut. Or don't have time to think. The dumb down version in the sense that if I use SketchUp, I notice that I never do things any different. Every time when I start my SketchUp, I will do a box. I will start off with a box. I will never draw anything else because it takes too much to make it to a screen. I could never do it. It doesn't have the same flexibility as mine. Correct. Even if you say you're using Rhino to make it curve and everything, maybe to a certain degree, yes. But if I have a weird vision in my mind, I sketch it out first. So from that point on, then it comes, it triggers another, what if I mix this? What if I mix that? But in uh, SketchUp, when, when it's in digital form, you only mold one thing. Then you forget what you have mold in the stage Sketches is very different. That's why when it comes to documentation, people don't. Uh, 
So this has also changed to a vlog style. Okay, <laughs> the one who is listening to the podcast, I'm so sorry you can't see this, but do check out our YouTube video if this is going to be out, and you guys can see all this this one. Like, so yeah, yeah. So, but then again, if mm-hmm. since manual, okay, mm-hmm. people usually do manual drawings or sketches, and not something for something that you want to be presented, not presentation drawings. But then, if it's going to be sketches, I think. Definitely manual mm-hmm. pencil, especially, would be the answer. Correct, but pencil, when it comes to black and white, you yourself eventually do not appreciate it. Um, True. Um, I've heard a smart person or a wise man once say, "Don't use pencil because." Okay, this is sometimes a personal bias as well. Because when they say you use pen, you cannot erase it. Yes. Okay, pencil, you can still erase it out. So if you think that this is a mistake, you can still erase it. So you'll be lost forever. A pen, whether it's right or wrong, it'll still leave a dent or a mark. It reminds you that I made that mistake. It's not a pencil. Good to go. Actually, actually, another personal, <laughs> personal experience. Like whatever you just said is so true because like when you're using a pencil, you don't really think. Through it, you just oh, it's just pencil. I can just draw it. But if it's pen, you actually take the time to focus to see if I make a mistake. I can't change it, so I really have to take time. Especially when I draw like drawings, there's always pencil first and then pen, and the pen will definitely take longer. So that that's relatable. That's very relatable. So that's why um, maybe not all lecturers will say it in this manner because we really do not have the time. It's not that we don't want to share with you all the techniques. We only tell you, please do manual, please do manual. Okay, there's too much to talk about. That's why we have this podcast yes, right that's now. Why I was <laughs> correct. Yes, correct. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, let me show you my personal works. I think this is during my uh, lower years. Uh, that means in year uh, semester two to four, if I'm mistaken, two to four. This one I think will be my final semester, uh, semester six, project for degree. So, what I'm trying to. Uh, Share for this time was. I am a very big cheapskate when it comes to uh, buying materials. Okay, so for me, A3 butter paper I try to minimize as well at times, and I don't have that kind of money to buy markers. I don't have any money to buy anything else okay. during my studying point. So why is everyone so obsessed with so expensive uh, tools? Where else you have highlighters? You have every other thing that's slightly cheap. That's true. I never really thought about that. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait! I got something. Wait, wait. Yes. Let me turn this. Okay. So the reason why I don't use bright colors anymore why? was because once during oh. semester two, okay, I used bright colors for something. Okay. Okay. It was neon colors lah. So something like highlighters lah. And I got scolding from my lecturer. That's why I do not use highlighters anymore. Please. Okay. So if in this case, do you, was it during a tutorial session or was it during the final? Uh, it was the final presentation. That is the reason why. It was a presentation. <laughs> I so, remember it's a presentation. So to me, I do not appreciate highlighted things when it comes to final boards. But when you talk about uh, tutorial sessions, these highlights tells me a lot of things when there's legend. <laughs> 
it's uh, just a discussion with the lecturer saying that oh lecturer I found out some certain details okay this one is residential this is certain things okay I just want to share with you can you uh can you guide me further that is the thing that you're supposed to ask it's not the outcome that's the big difference this was not my final board uh, this okay. was my tutorial session Ah, okay. So, pick and choose your battles. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. And ideas. Sadly, I don't see any so say radical things that comes from students. Okay. When I say radical, during uh, even during my semester six, right, I was so intrigued with the idea of aquaponics. Okay, going back to a bit of technical. It doesn't need to be aesthetic, okay? Because this is a very formal thing. We are talking about how does this connect to this? How does the water system is very technical, okay? But we are not engineers; we are designers. So, put it in a more uh, drastic measure. What if I blow this whole thing up into a big building in a large-scale farming? So that whole building itself, how is it going to look like? So these are the small details. Whether it's nice sketches or not, we don't care. Okay, this is my own documentation. I'm gonna see it eventually. Nobody else is gonna see it. Or maybe I can share it. Exactly what I'm doing. It's not right or wrong. I'm yeah. So that is only one butter paper. Then comes the real technical stuff. Yeah. Technical stuff, I would say you have to bring an appreciation to it. Then only you find it more towards the aesthetic point of view. I find the technical things aesthetic when it comes to how does a large system host a small system. Okay? I can give you in this uh, sketch itself. I have three different precedents already. Okay? I see. So I don't need to talk about anything else. I just need to show you this butter paper. Just one. Okay, just one. I've already did a quick comparison of these three different systems that I could potentially use. Okay, that's the thing that a lot of thing, a lot of students, you all can verbally say it, but again, going back to the apple incident. Yeah. Bring me the apple, and you expect everyone to know it's an Apple iPhone. Point <laughs> yeah. So yes, we want that conversation. Sketches is not for the sake of bringing misery to students. It's not. It's to clarify that oh, this is what I meant. It's a more communicative manner, and the more you train, in the sense that, okay, I'm, as I'm talking to my lecturer, usually mm -hmm. I'll have a butter paper right in front of him or her. Mm -hmm. We will sketch together. Okay, so when there's uh, something that we want to rectify, we put another butter paper on top. Okay, so that we do not, uh, uh, I say, we do not uh, destroy the yeah. previous mistakes. You remember your mistakes every time you flip that paper every time okay. then you know that okay i'm not going to use this mistake again for my next semester so document it nicely so sketches wise you all learn orthographic drawings you all learn uh how's it uh perspective section mm -hmm. how do you draw sections same here in one butter paper you can overlap drawings it you don't need to be a uh how's it very good compo composing of everything. No. Sketch it all out so that everything is in one paper. You can see what's the pros, what's the cons. Okay. 
when it's something that is about lighting, when it's about wind. See, every semester you all learn something new. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you all don't apply it because you all do not have the time. So to say, do not have the time. Yeah. When you all put it in butter paper already, yeah, it's right or wrong. Okay, I'll sketch it out. It's wrong. Okay, this one, this opening, this design looks ugly. This one doesn't show repetition that I want. This building envelope, not nice. This is the things that shows in manual drawings. That's the beauty of it. Okay, and I can tell you exactly what are my mistakes. To measure, to do every single thing. Mm -hmm. So all the the outcome is appreciated by him because he or she is the one that designed it. He's, he or she is the one that built it through his or her hands. Yeah. Okay, but we don't now because of the fast-paced world. We think that okay, like, I can draw it out. Okay, like, uh, what do you call it? The drafter, please draw. Yeah, in the world we are moving very fast. We don't have the time to really sit down, think. There's no such thing anymore. Yeah. Okay, but the thing is, within that five minutes, what are the Accomplishments can you do? Nobody asks that five minutes rule. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks that okay, five minutes. If I ask you, if you don't uh, exercise, do a five minutes exercise. Will you do it? No. Okay. Similar concept. If you don't practice sketches, so if I tell you five minutes, ah, yeah, it's a waste of time. But one hour of gaming, Dota, <laughs> all those, oh, it's not a waste of time. On it's Instagram. About, on Instagram, half an hour later. <laughs> It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. See? So, again, if you think that you don't want to do so much work, okay, time yourself. Five minutes, sketches, done. Then you do your any other things. So, while you're doing other things, something might pop up. Okay. Then, moving on, uh, moving back to just now the statement where one mistake I, uh, I can highlight in this, even this sketch itself. Over here, I was exploring the idea of what if my wall is not straight? Okay. Okay. We appreciate things when the, the whole facade is angled down. We appreciate things at the bottom. Okay. While at the same time, the roof actually acts as an overhang. Mm -hmm. To a certain extent, it's an overhang. This actually is um, very similar to Malay, Malay housing. Okay. It's an atap style but in a way that uh, the normal Malay house, traditional houses is a wall inside. Mm -hmm. okay. the, or the, the, the roof itself extrudes out far so that it prevents rain from entering. The only difference between that and this is I'm just making the shape more uniform shape only because of current technologies. So in terms of aesthetic versus it's not about that. If you know about the technical uh, the build of things you can achieve a lot of you can resolve a lot of things really. And the appreciation of materials as well. So, is it um, a reinforced concrete or is it metal structure? Then comes the next question. Okay. So I'm sketching this in the sense that I'm drawing it in different uh, uh, construction methods because I was thinking this might be a metal deck rather than uh, steel, just steel. Mm -hmm. So if metal deck. Then you dwell more. So the mistakes I was doing over here are why did I draw the wall so thin? Yeah. Okay. Then why is it so tall? Why is it what? See, I see my mistakes. Okay. 
and I know every time when I flip to this page, I know this is the mistake page. I see. So even the wind direction, one bolt wind <laughs> over there, so ugly, but okay, don't care. Mm-hmm. But I still want to keep this. So details wise, draw it out. Whether it's right or wrong, I will show you. In the real world, if you don't draw new things, how can new products be produced? We are the designers that actually challenges engineers. But if we do not know the fundamentals of how is it built, mm-hmm. how can we ask engineers to build it? That's true. Uh, we don't need to learn how to measure the strength. The, we don't need. Okay. Yes, that's the engineer's job. Mm-hmm. But we need to uh, have a basic understanding of what is the strength, what is the beauty of certain materials, which one crumbles faster, which one withstands weather better. If we know that, everything is aesthetic. Whether is it bare brick, whether is it timber structure, whether is it steel, cladding, everything is aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It's only beauty again lies in the eyes of the beholder. Yeah. Yeah. You might love history building. I might despise, I might despise mm-hmm. historical building. Mm-hmm. But if I go to Penang, it's a beauty of blend of both. Because why? The facade itself is the olden day uh, shop lots. Okay, the, the traditional Chinese one. But when you enter the space, how did they retrofit or how did they improve the internal spaces so that people, the younger generations, go in and enjoy spaces? Okay. Eventually, everything ties down together. But you all have to see it through the process. So, sketches. Yeah, it might seem like a lot, but all these are just one sketch per tutorial or sometimes two sketches when I'm really like in the mood, in the zone. Okay, then you can draw around the surrounding. What is happening in the surrounding as well? How do you relate? It's not just your building. It's about yours becoming a part of the neighborhood. Yeah. That's what site analysis is all about. Mm-hmm. Your new building is the one that uh, harmonizes with the surroundings. How can it contribute? That's the beauty of that word. Contribute to the surrounding as well. Remember, all this is in degree. I didn't touch on masters. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to take in. But by the end of the day, could, could all of you uh, graduate and firmly say that, okay, I found a, a path that I would like to attempt to try you don't need to tell people, okay, my best style is this. There's no such thing as best style because you just finished a degree. Okay, even for me, I finished my master's, I do not think that I'm a master of architecture. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing. It's just a CGM. It's just a certificate. Yes. But if I go to the uh, working environment, mm-hmm. I'm nothing compared to that. People can tell me, okay, that's the price of this brick. So each brick, you can calculate within a few seconds, they can tell you how much is the total cost of that project. Okay, Just by doing one fact, how much is the area of the plot of land? How many acres? Okay, how many acres I calculate by dividing this, I can have how many car park uh, stories, number of stories of car park, how many podium, how much uh, units, Okay, then roughly about maybe two towers, and each tower is maybe 35 floors. I can tell you, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. 
that's like some professional you've been working in the industry for years and you can say things like that and for me, I'm just sharing you based on what I experience, okay, which I cannot master yet. <laughs> See, I can dare say that I've seen before people that really share their knowledge like this. Okay. When we talk, they constantly just within few seconds they get everything ready, ready. Okay, let's start planning. Let's start with the design. Then they have more time for design. Okay. So design stage. We are still appreciative of all the sketches. Despite a lot of students thinking that, oh, 3D is the way to go. True, 3D is the way to go when you are trying to sell a product. When you're going to uh, talk to the client, okay, let's do a PowerPoint slide, okay? All these PowerPoint slides consist of all the beautiful renderings, what's the nightlife, what's the day life, okay? Those are to sell to the clients. But when you discuss with your boss, in the office, you have to understand there's two different life when you start working. The life in the office where you have to help the boss to do everything, get everything ready first before the main presentation to the main client. So the main client is the one that you want to see. They don't want to see SketchUp technically. They want to see how does it look like in 10 years when I invest 10 million in this project. They want to see the final outcome. I guess since students we have to show the final outcome. Yes. I guess why they tend to skip sketching is because they want, they don't want double work in a way. Like they don't want to have one whole set of perfect sketches, but then again, they have to transfer it into like professional presentation drawings. So I guess that's one of the reasons why they don't mm. really appreciate sketching in a sense. Um, I came across students in the sense that they suffer from. Um, this issue where they are not very familiar with SketchUp, mm -hmm. they are not very familiar with AutoCAD, they are not familiar with all this digital software. So they they have to sacrifice their sketches. They are very good at manual basically. They are superb at manual, but they could not do the digital quick enough to achieve something. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to play your cards. Okay. For students, you all have to play your cards as well. If you're given one week to finish assignment, what do you do? One week. Wait till the third day and panic. She doesn't do. <laughs> my results might, might, might be the same scenario, but... We don't know. Adults are all the same. We don't, don't know it. Yeah, some of us, we are... I would say I've seen for very mature people. In the sense that when they get the project, they quickly start. Okay, but not everyone. Certainly it's not everyone. It's not everyone's cup of tea. Because some people burn out too fast. The word that I want to use that burn out is because students who constantly okay, put it this way, if you give everything hundred percent, everything hundred percent, okay, you burn out because you feel that after hundred percent then later you get demotivated after that. Okay? Plan your put it this way. How to win a war is not to win every battle. Yeah, you pick you, your battles. You pick your battles. Okay. What I, I have to emphasize in the sense that if, for example, this project, okay, put it in project sense, okay, in percentage, I think that's easier to uh, understand. If my first project is 10%, mm -hmm. how much effort do I put? 10% effort. Yeah. <laughs> no. If let's say it's a group work, 
Okay, then you can distribute. Okay. Okay, but at the same time, do not stack off. Things when put into percentages, this is 10%, this is 20%, this is 50%. So you know that okay, the 50% one, if I put more effort in it, definitely I'll strive better. But if for example you put 110% just for a 10% project, okay. then you slowly feel oh tired really. Then start project two. Suddenly oh project two started really, oh god, I'm still tired, I still haven't run that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't put effort in project one. Okay? I'm not trying to contradict my own statement. But put sufficient uh, effort okay? so that you do that well. Okay? Because it's just 10%. Okay? It's doing it well. Uh, if you don't think that you want to excel in it, it's okay. It's just 10%. Life hacks. Life hacks, Life hacks yes. Like, like working smart, la, not working hard. La. Correct. So if you know that you are not the marathon runner type, okay, you cannot give 100%, 110% every single step, then jog your way through, then sprint a bit, then eventually push and run. Don't, don't just <laughs> jogging and waiting for everyone. That is where everything, uh, how's it, if you put it in words, choose pick your battle, use the relevant energy to support it. If you think that at 10% you can give it a bit, it's okay. okay. Discuss with other teammates as well. Usually it's a group work. So yeah, distribute the load. Right? Okay, then we, uh, we jog. Project 2, okay, we get a bit more serious. Okay, then you can think that, okay, first project I maybe give it 90%. Okay, project 2 I might want to give it 100%. Okay, I feel more motivated. Then towards the finishing line, project 3. That's where you really okay. I don't care. Midnight oil, three days. I don't sleep. I don't. I don't mind. I still have the energy. But issue is when students burn out by projecting. Yeah. Then they think that okay, every day uh, I have to. I don't sleep. I don't sleep. You don't sleep because why? You are not doing it efficiently. Yeah. You don't sketch. That's why you're stressed. You do not know what's wrong. And you don't have evidence what is wrong. So the lecturer tells you every time. And every time the tutorial is wasted because I tell you this last week, then you're showing me the same thing last week, of last week, this week. Okay, when there's no evolution, there's no discussion. And we lecturers, we don't want to babysit or we don't want to spoon feed, especially in tertiary education. So if we spoon feed you, imagine you go to the working world, everybody is professional. <laughs> Once you enter the room, okay, please sit nicely. Okay, how you how you talk to the bosses? Okay, how do you talk to clients? Okay, how do you manage people? Manage in the sense that if people are arguing, okay, you are the so say uh, project manager. How do you want to resolve things without hitting things up? Yeah, people skills are important. So it's not just about oh I'm bad, I'll be the best designer. Okay, you can be the best draftsman in the whole company. Being a leader, being a draftsman, being what it it all plays down to you. I'm not dumbing down what is the role of draftsman. No. If you're a very good draftsman, by all means be the best. But if you think that you're good at uh, managing people, mm-hmm. be that be that project manager, be that person who manages people well. Okay? Not, we cannot expect that you to be good at everything. 
you cannot be good at everything. So basically, we need to strike a balance, yep. in a sense, uh, meaning like strike a balance in every aspect, people, yep. uh, your work. Yes. So going back to our topic in relation to this conversation, aesthetic. How do we strike a balance now? So, if for example, I'm a technical person, see, if I tell you, if I ask you, if you have seen my works, am I a technical person? Definitely. See, yeah. if I'm a technical person, you'll see that my type of drawings is of a certain language. You think like the amount we're learning for technical wise, like with our services and stuff, like, is enough or? Not to say enough lah, whether it's like a okay thing or actually like we should be learning more technical because like with techno- technological advancements today, correct? There's way more like innovations and coming like that. So we like we don't learn that much as well lah. We are learning the basic fundamentals. We are learning like yeah the basic. But again, imagine that this is considered the basic for you all. Mm-hmm. If we lecturers put in more, put imagine <laughs> that would you all be able to cope? Yeah, we didn't think uh, okay. of that. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's not about how much you learn because I can assure you, up to this point, if I go to another firm, I think I'll learn something new. It's not about how much you learn, but how how can you strengthen your fundamental things of understanding? Mm-hmm. Okay, lecturers, we can only give you all so much because we have so much time. Okay, okay? we have limited time to to educate you. Put it that way. But because of this limitation, we simplify down certain things because we want you to understand. Some topics are just too complex. That's why we bring you all to uh, site. Okay, go and look into the building. Like, how does does this exposed pipe looks like? How does this? But in real life, when I, when I thought that I learned everything in degree and masters already, I went to site for the first time. I was the dumbest person within the whole <laughs> construction industry side over there. Oh, I've been there. No, I've been there. Yes. <laughs> the the project manager asked, "Okay, where do you put the pipe for the soil pipe, and how do you connect it?" I was over there looking at him straight in the face. What? I why is the soil pipe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you will never learn everything. The best. That's the beauty of architecture. I mean, this course. You can never learn anything. Everything, sorry. Okay, because why? Each person, each uh, architect, right? They give you different knowledge. Because why? Is in a way biased towards their principles. It's biased towards their their experience in life. If let's say they work ten years in industry, it's the different experience compared to the same uh, same friend of ten years in the industry. In in a different company. If let's say ten years, you only work on one big project, and have compared with a person who is ten years, experiencing ten different projects, mm-hmm. small scale, medium scale, large scale, which one will be more educated? Which one will be smarter? I put it in that uh, yeah. whether it's smarter or not. Definitely the one with the more projects because there's Correct. so much more variety in it that yes. you. See the whole scope and not just one scope of the yes. building. So that's why when you talk again about aesthetic versus technical, you all don't see the appreciation for technical yet. Maybe because you all haven't been to the site, you all haven't seen 
how are materials produced, how are things being uh, uh, calculated in terms of mm. the length, money, uh, everything plays a role. That's why people don't appreciate technical yet. I would say that word. Mm-hmm. You all haven't experienced it yet. That's why you don't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But if you're willing to, during your sand break, go to the construction industry, okay, you can learn something. Even if, let's say, you cannot. Go to a hardware shop, I assure you, you can never learn everything as well. Mm-hmm. What are the types of bolts? What are the types of nuts? What are the piping sizes? Okay. What's the difference between soil pipe? What's the difference between PVC pipe? See, I'm naming a few only and I'm <laughs> not even yeah. touching on every single thing. What's a bidet? What is a what? What's a bidet? A bidet, it's in a toilet. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. <laughs> see? It's like, a, it's like a degree in architecture. It's like preschool, uh, kindergarten, kindergarten before <laughs> you go yes. to high school and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So okay, like speaking on lecturers, like, yep. since we are moving towards the end, there's one question, there's not, not, not for us la, because we yep. know this question. Okay, fun fact, uh Triple C has taught us building science one. Yep. And for me he's one of like the most fairest lecturer. Like let's just say, okay, if you do bad to him, not as if you do bad la, okay, if you're late for his class, don't expect oh I'll be like, oh okay, because I'm radio like that. And then if you come late for class, which I have done before, so like okay, <laughs> you cannot find a class, simple as that. So there's one, there's one like, I don't say quote lah, there's one like story you taught, you, you told us which was very, for me very interesting, which was why you don't like to be called sir. <laughs> yes. So, so, yes. So okay, so um, I, okay, I, I'm so used to calling people sir. I so think I'm, everyone is used yeah, to. Yeah, so I will end up calling sir. So like, even you can ask, um, on the way here, I'm just like saying, oh, Mr. Chan, Mr. Chan, Mr. Chan, Mr. Chan, Mr. Chan, Mr. Chan. I'm like praising your name, you know, I'm trying not to like screw up. So like, uh, so he asked us to call, call him Mr. Chan and Triple C here, so. So I think you can tell our podcast why you like to call yourself, uh, why you don't like people calling you sir. Okay, uh, this story also goes back to what I've experienced myself by my lecturer, okay? So, in a way, I'm passing the passing tradition it. down, <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay? So, my lecturer, uh, exactly like all the students over here as well, I call my lecturer sir or ma'am, okay? Just out of respect, okay? Because it, sometimes to us, is miss something, so sometimes it's, it's kind of feels disrespectful as well. But one of the lecturers really drilled into us, saying that, why are you calling me sir? I'm not knighted by the queen. When he said that, I was, oh, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And he's uh, one of the more laid back lecturers as well. He told us, oh, you don't call me sir or anything, just call me Mikil. Uh, and that's his name. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's, I think, currently working in NUS. I think shout I, out. Yes, <laughs> shout out to shout Mikil. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he is most one of the most dedicated lecturer in terms of he is a uh, historical architect uh, sorry what do you call that uh, uh, conservationist mm-hmm. conservationist he does a lot of uh, community work as well and you you how's it by looking at him also you feel tired by the amount of work that, by the amount of things that he contributed okay. yeah. so to me, he is one of the few lecturers that I really respect up to this point of time as well. 
Was that your inspiration to become a lecturer? Uh, <laughs> no, he was the one that inspired me to uh, appreciate community architecture. Mm. Um, well, what inspired you to be a lecturer? Yeah. Maybe because of my, uh, I'll say, my personality. I would say, because uh, after after degree, I can tell you first, I was really interested by saying that. Oh, I'm going to be a project manager. <laughs> I'm really like wow gung-ho about things about okay I'm going to be a project manager when I go into the industry I don't think that I'm going to do that again <laughs> so being a project manager really requires a lot of skills mm-hmm. not just verbal you need the knowledge okay endless years of knowledge to be applied immediately on the spot okay. that's what uh, to me a professional uh, project manager is but Going through the world already in two to three years, okay, it's a very short period, by the way. Two three years is not sufficient. Even for me personally, it's not sufficient to tell people a lot about it. Okay. Uh, but out of it, I realized that okay, I'm I'm not that into designing. I'm not into churning out designs, mm-hmm. nor going to the authorities for signing and all. I still love architecture, even up to now. Mm-hmm. Okay. What I've been taught, what I want, I'm really interested in it. And whatever I've experienced, whatever bad or nor good okay, I've experienced, I want to share it with people. So I was thinking, okay, this was the closest one, okay, might be a lecturer. Okay. And based on what I've experienced in my life, okay, it might have brought me towards this direction, to the academic world. Yeah. So I guess we've we've come to an end, not really an end. So now we actually have a close-up session. Oh no. Yes. (laughs) So it's a quick game we call Quick Ice Fire. Have you heard of the game Quick Fire? No. No. It's it's basically like this. uh, So we're going to give you five seconds to name three things. Okay. Okay. Let's just say I give you an example. Mm -hmm. So I, I have like a stopwatch here for those who... Listening to the podcast, we have a stopwatch lah. Oh, okay, man. so we so we'll know lah. Okay, so okay, I just give you an example lah. So I'll ask M, name three health problems architecture face in five seconds. So three reasons why architect do not sleep. Uh, assignments. Okay. Uh, money and family. <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> oh, five seconds. Okay. <laughs> Uh, three jobs that you would pursue if you were not a lecturer. Uh, interior designer, okay, project manager, and also uh, teacher. Wow, he's really in the zone. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We say if you're not a lecturer, it's the teacher. teacher. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. Okay, three surviving skills in UCSI. Uh, sleep, sleep, sleep. <laughs> You know what? Okay, we're taking that. But next time, don't say what, sir. Okay. I think he found out like... Yeah, he found out yeah, the loophole there. Like, okay. So, three qualities to find a partner. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We will uh, let that pass. We will let that slide. Okay. Cannot. <laughs> okay. Uh, three things to describe me and M. Uh... Smart. Yeah. That is one of the uh, one of the few high achievements. Because, yeah, because when we say people are smart, a lot of people think that that word itself is is too commonly used. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. So when I say smart, I really mean that. I'm so touched yeah. because that's the first thing that came out. He's just smart, and then like Jeff really like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one. Three things to say to say to a student when they come late. Okay. Get out. Okay. No drinks. No slippers. Okay. <laughs> uh, three things on how not to be late for class. Okay, sleep in the class. Okay, drink more coffee. Okay, and uh, uh, oh no. <laughs> okay, I'm out. <laughs> okay. Uh, three uh, advice for an architecture student. Okay, don't sleep. Sleep more. Okay, and uh, do work. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Don't sleep. Sleep more. Wait, how does that make sense? Yes. Okay, you know, I guess it works. Uh, okay, it does work. Don't sleep when you. Have a sign. When you have a sign, yes. sleep when you can talk. Got time, okay? Correct. All right. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's yeah. all the questions we have. I think yeah. we have one last, one last question. Ah, sure. This uh, goes up for all architecture students who, who are in a relationship and they're actually studying architecture. Okay, okay. So how do they deal with their academic? Three things on how they have to deal with their academic and love life. Okay, uh, just, okay, maybe no time now, but advice should they? Um, focus on academic and not have someone. Or... Yeah. Oh yeah. God, I'm gonna sound like a grandfather. <laughs> uh, no, because I feel like, like you say that there's different diverse answers. So like some yeah. some agree, some won't agree. It's yeah. like that lah. But the the irony behind that is I have two stories to share because of that question. Okay, first uh, story I can share is one of my classmates during degree. He tried to chase after one of the girls. Mm-hmm. Okay, classmates. Basically, we're all classmates. He was so dedicated, despite so much workload. He was so dedicated to the point where some things was quite spontaneous. He get a lot of things ready. Like for example, during that girl's birthday, mm-hmm. he was so ready to the point where okay, these are the confettis, these are the things, these are the signboards, these are the digs. Everything got everything ready. So we are the classmates. We don't know anything. Okay. Suddenly, he just approaches. Can you help me to do something? Like you just take this thing and just wave it over there. You just stand there and just wave there for a few minutes. We being the the best supporters he can he can find during that point of time. Yeah, we stupidly just joined in the fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we just wave, wave, wave. Then we realize that when the girl passed by, happy birthday. Mm. And that is just to chase after the girl. Is it even uh, yeah. yet? That is the beauty of what's coming after that. Oh. That girl rejected him. Oh, oh. Uh, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't matter whether it's relationship or anything else. At least I can understand why the girl can reject him because she know what she prefers in the guy. Okay? Uh, and although he liked her very much, okay, because they might not know each other for a very long time, okay, and that's during degree, I think second year, during the second year, okay. Yes, the efforts are great. It's a great story to remember, and all of us can remember up to now. All of us, although we are the third wheel, we are the third party person, <laughs> we remember on his behalf, <laughs> okay. But the beauty of what happened after degree, he found a girl that really stick with him up to now. 
to this very point they they are traveling together to different countries okay so if you are for those who are thinking that relationship starts in uni yes you can try please do okay try <laughs> try yeah yeah um, but um, when the breakup part or the rejection part comes in talk to your friends okay yeah rejection happens very commonly even in our our academic it's not just architecture or whatever course it is everyone experiences this but because of our workload do not push it to the workload saying that okay i'm going to focus everything on my assignments if you can do that good but if you cannot please just hang out with your friends okay then work uh how's it work things together okay i can tell you uni for our course it actually meant that we hang out with our friends very often we do assignments together very often whether it is in their place in the studio or in anywhere those became our closest of friends okay. but during this pandemic please uh, <laughs> practice social distancing yes. you know we do close <laughs> yeah uh, one meter minimum yeah, one uh, meter. <laughs> wear mask please and yeah. this Yeah, thirty centimeters. Wow, that one is <laughs> wow to be precise. Big ruler, big ruler. Okay, square. Okay, so uh, that is the first story. Okay, although despite rejection, he found something after that. Then there was another story where they really found, so to say, found love in first year. Ah, that's the that's the beauty of when you have a lot of friends. Uh, okay, and just to share, my batch was 150 people. Oh, yeah. So we we experienced a lot. <laughs> okay, okay. This one was a bit unique because who are we to judge? Okay, uh, a bit of spoilers. Um, although this is not directly the answer, but. Let me highlight this. Who are we to judge love? Okay. Okay. The reason why I have that uh, statement is, in the first year, they were together. Okay. All the way through hardships, through everything. Okay. All the assignment, late nights, everything together. What I meant by that was they didn't. The girl didn't take advantage in the sense that okay, you help me to do as my boyfriend, you do my assignment. Not that kind of uh, taking advantage. Through thick and thin, they were in a way the few top students. Wow. Oof. Yeah, and I assure you, they are really opinionated to the point where, although despite they are quite different in terms of uh, skills, they are how they think, how they what, they are considered the top students as well. Okay, but they still fell in love in a way. Then they are together. Then what happens was. In the final year, after the final semester, okay, after the presentation, they broke up. Then we found out that they broke up. Right after the final, uh, we found out. Uh, oh, found we found out, but do not know when. how oh, when yeah, they yeah. really break up. Okay, but then again, she liked another classmate. Okay, whether it's right or wrong, we can. I was like, put it this way: we cannot judge them because they might have been together through thick and thin. 
Okay, we say thick and thin in architecture. We we really understand yeah, yeah, thick and thin. Okay, we really understand that. They really went through all the hardships, but they broke up. It's not wrong because eventually they found out that oh, there is someone better for me. Okay, in the sense that who are more well suited for me. Maybe there's a clash of opinions. Maybe there's a clash in something else. So, if you are talking about advice to all this. Try it out. Okay, there's no right or wrong of um, asking a girl out, or okay, it can be the other way around as well. We are more of the 20th century. <laughs> Girls can ask guys out as yeah, well. Yeah, please. If only that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, ask when you feel um, that you appreciate someone. Okay, not because she's pretty, she's handsome. He's handsome. Okay, that is the most vague answer. I can tell you, you'll break up within two months. Okay, don't go for that. To the point where you have observed, uh, observe, uh, not stalk, observe that person. Okay, and you think that you all can click well. Yeah, try it out. Okay, there's no right or wrong. Okay. Whether you all can be friends or not, it's up to you. Okay, no, no one can give that kind of advice. Mm-hmm. Okay, whether you believe that it should be cut off, no more friends, no more. I don't even want to know your friends. To that point, also, it can be done, or to the point where okay, let's still be friends, okay, but not that close. So yeah, so eventually, if you don't try it out, whether is it love, whether is it education, whether is it anything else, it's the same. If you don't try it, you never know. Okay, and you don't have the right to tell other people. I would have to say that out loud. Yeah. yeah. Life hack. Not life even life. a hack. This one is just go try, try, <laughs> go try, try. All right. So, I guess we've come to an end yes. for our very first podcast by I. So thank you, Mr. Chan, Most for joining us today, and thank you to the tuners who have tuned in today. Tuners. The listeners, yeah, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> listeners. All right, so I guess that's it. Ciao, ciao. Bye. 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 Bye.